Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Hey everyone, how's it going? I'm looking forward to this episode, so please join me in welcoming truly my newfound brother from another mother, Mr. Sal Pavia. We talk mostly about his newest, perhaps greatest adventure of all time, fatherhood, as he is a new dad to a beautiful two-month-old baby boy. We connect way too deeply on how similar our Italian mothers are, laughing about how positively overbearing they can be, but admitting we couldn't possibly be the men we are today without them. We draw parallels between raising a child and living a fulfilling life, realizing that as soon as we get the hang of things, they're going to change. We can ask ourselves how to have more patience or alter our measurement of success, but ultimately, we can only do our best to find the answers. Sal shares with me how he is learning to accept himself, and as each year passes, he becomes more of the person he is meant to be. And no matter what challenges come his way, whether they be of the smelly diaper variety or the tribulations of being an actor in New York City, life goes on. Enjoy. Kristen is at like me and my wife are like Kristen's biggest fans, obsessed with her. So like naturally, we would automatically be obsessed with her husband because she's just <laughs> the kindest person. I have to like can't get enough of her. She's so delightful. She came to like one of my birthday parties one year. I met my father in law, and my father in law like still asks about Kristen. And, like, <laughs> that makes um, perfect sense. You know, yeah, it's it's sweet. But um, I'm good, Ben. Kate and I uh, had a baby. He is almost two months old. It's been quite the journey uh, <laughs> doing all of that, and we, uh, we're fortunate we have a great support system here. Our family's been really, really wonderful, but we're kind of like the first of our group of friends like who are close to us to have a baby, so there's been a lot of like trial by fire, Yeah, but that's like kind of it. It's yeah. like, kind of like taken up everything, so I mean, I'm glad I'm getting a chance to talk to you about it. It's been so hard during the pandemic because like you can't see anybody, you can't yeah. like really like socialize you're doing things so it's nice to be able to uh talk about this a little bit yeah I, I can't wait i'm i'm so eager to learn i mean what was it like you know i guess if he was just born then you i think you had mentioned you found out like pretty soon like the pandemic hit and then you found out yeah it was it was wild i was kind of telling you and i was like you know what's everything going on with covid i think things are getting a little crazy i think maybe we should try to like pump the brakes a little bit and you know we, we were trying to have a family, start a family for a while, and Caitlin, <laughs> she said, you know, I think that's a good idea, but I'm also not sure if that's possible anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, like, strange. I didn't, like, I just, like, didn't think twice about it. And then literally, like, two or three days later, she was like, you're going to be dead. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. So I think, like, everything shut down on, what, like, March 16th or 17th yeah, or something? Yeah, something like that. I found out, like, maybe, like, a week into it. Unreal, dude. Because I can only imagine just, I know you guys were trying, and obviously the thought is there, you know, ultimately we want to get pregnant. But still, like, what is it like when it actually turns from, like, thoughts into reality, you know? I can say, like, it is... It is exactly like they show you in the movies. <laughs> like, it's, like... There was almost, like, a Salpavia-sized, like, hole in my door from, like, running outside because I was so excited. Like, <laughs> it is just a flood of emotions, especially, too, like, uh, like, so many people, um, so many people are like, oh, like, he's a quarantine baby, he's a quarantine baby. And we're like, oh, like, it's unfortunate that so many children are going to get labeled quarantine babies because I think it, it, it sadly diminishes, like, the amount of time, the amount of love, like, the amount of, you know... Like, it's sad, and I don't know a better way to put this, but, like, attempts it, like, takes to, like, have a family and start one and, and have a child. And yeah. I think, you know, these, like, pandemic babies, these COVID babies, it's, I think it's going to be important to, like, educate them that they were not created out of boredom, and they <laughs> were not created, that created out of quarantine and being stuck in the house, but... They were created for so many other reasons, and so many of us have been waiting to have kids for so long, and so, um... Yeah. Dude, I I connect with that so deeply, man, because I I've always wanted to be a dad. Like even though I obviously haven't have not really been at the 
financial place or stability sort of type places, the thought of like wanting to be a father one day has always been in my mind, just like wanting to be married. Like ever since I was a kid, that's something that I wanted, which I guess, you know, was sort of different from a lot of people, you know, which I didn't really realize. And, And so that was just like a driving force in my life was that I wanted to be married and have kids one day. And dude, I can't even imagine, first of all, just the the stress and everything they have to go through just when you're about to have a baby at all, let alone in the height of a pandemic. I just like, I don't know, man. Were, so were you living in the city at the time or where were you at when you first found so, out? Well, we moved back to Staten Island a few years ago. We lived in the city for seven years or seven, I don't even remember how many years, but not enough. But um, when we got married, we were both working so much we were both like traveling so much because we were both actors at the time and our building actually went up for sale so they sold our building they were buying everybody out of their leases okay so we're like you know what let's just take this money and move back home and we like had a home base with my parents which was great but we were traveling so much because of work anyway we weren't ever really home once we got married we were talking about trying to get on a cruise ship and trying to, you know, go out and do that. And then Caitlin got a full-time job as a business office manager for a healthcare facility. And that kind of changed the game for us. And we um, have a small little townhouse on Staten Island. And it's definitely a different vibe than Manhattan. I think I would be kidding myself if I said that we didn't miss it uh, yeah. a lot. But um, nice that our family's here. And uh, we have a little bit more space. Yeah. It's nice to have the baby. And it's nice that I can, like go to an office and take this phone call and like not have to be on top of each other or like hiding in the shower like I did in my old apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started so calling the bathroom. That's what I'm holding on to. Yeah. Like, I'm like, holding on to those kinds of things because like I miss the hustle muscle. I miss the energy of Manhattan. I miss living so close to our friends and I miss being able to like walk out my door and like turn the corner and like meet a friend at a bar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely changed obviously because of the, just the way life is now, but you're right, man, that energy about Manhattan, I think it'll just never go away, but you know, good with the bad, right? Like you have to make sacrifices for the things that you really want. And it seems like you guys are really doing just exactly what, what really matters most to you, which is kind of a beautiful thing. And I'm sure it's really nice to have your parents around and, and they can be with the baby and help you out. And just like that sense of family, it, it's just like so valuable, man. Yeah, it's been a, a great gift to yeah. have them so close. Yeah, yeah, Especially 100. Especially for the past like, two months, it's been wonderful. <laughs> you come to my house for 10 minutes, please. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, going back to what you were saying, I, I I jokingly started calling the bathroom my office because like I don't know if you can really tell, but like what you see behind me is basically my entire apartment. <laughs> and so it's true though. Yeah. It's true. It happens. Sometimes you just got... our, we used to have a window in our shower, like with a like a really deep ledge, and I would full on like put my laptop up there, like put a seat in the shower. Like I wasn't playing games. Was little, like, oh, this is it. Nice little uh, hanging plant. Get the ambiance going. <laughs> exactly. You plug the carrot in. Everything's fine. <laughs> That's great, man. So tell me a little bit more about like your family, where you grew up and everything, because it seems like just from what I was reading that they are a big part of your life. Yeah, my family is like so many. Well, well, let me gather myself. Um, (laughs) They're the best. They're the best. There's really no other way to put it. I grew up playing sports with my dad. It wasn't really until like later on uh, in high school that I kind of like fell in love with gear and made the switch to do that and you know my family was supportive with that which is great my mom is a stereotypical i'm an only child my mom is a very stereotypical very considerate overbearing mother she uh i'm I'm sure she's probably like hiding in like uh, like a closet somewhere here just like watching me but i think the best story that kind of like puts my mom into like a very depictive nutshell is as a sophomore in high school, my <laughs> I went to school one day and was very surprised with how familiar the woman behind the, the cafeteria station <laughs> counter looked. And it was my mother, like full on hairnet, like I'm not exaggerating, like a full hairnet, like waving a ladle, like 
waving at me, and I was like, what sick joke is this? <laughs> and when I went over there, she was like, yeah, I just, like, I miss you. So, I'm here now. And my mom, my mom worked at our school cafeteria for three years. Like, <laughs> and, dude, because she, like, she broke up fist fights. <laughs> like, there was a day, and I went to, like, a private Catholic school, so, like, oh, wow. it was pretty rigid and there was a day somebody was like hey you have to you have to go to the cafeteria you need to you need to just go there and I'm like, no i don't i know i know who's in the cafeteria like, <laughs> i'm fine i don't need to go there they're like trust me go so i asked to go to the bathroom and i go past the cafeteria and i just like hear stomping like i just hear like banging <laughs> what the heck was happening and our cafeteria had this huge black wall in front of it so i like look in and People are like cheering and dancing, and my mom is standing on top of a cafeteria table in like the PA system, singing "Rapper's Delight." <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, "I got it, It was the most bizarre thing, but like that pretty much sums up my my mother in a nutshell. Just absolutely delightful, and like is the most supportive person. Oh man, and it's been the most incredible grandmother. She like. Yeah. The first night that we um, had Dean, it was overwhelming. When Dean was born, he was immediately taken from us and brought to the NICU, so we didn't really have any time with him. We had, like, a kind of uh, rough labor. Mm-hmm. And our first night with him in the house was kind of our first time ever, like, being with the baby. It's kind of bizarre that a hospital just, like, lets you leave with the kid. <laughs> They're like, all right, see ya. Yeah. Like, we were halfway home, and I was like, what do we do now? I, like, I read all the books, and I like, did all the research, and now it's time, and... And I'm not ready for the show. Um, so we called my mom that first night. And, they, and like, my mom spent the night here. She was like, you guys need help. I'm going to, like, leap over. And my mom slept in the nursery on the floor with the baby. And, oh. like, Kate, she was like, you guys need to go get a few hours of sleep because it's clear you haven't slept all. Like, you got to be, like, on your game for this. That was a huge, long tangent of, like, yes. Asking, like, how my childhood was. No, I, I, I love Sorry. it, man. My, I, I, I connect deeply with that. I mean, my, my mom is so much the same. She'll just do anything and everything, sometimes far too much, you know, for us and for other people. And I'm constantly having this conversation with her on the regular to, like, okay, all the attention that you're giving to, you know, your family, you have to give equal amount or more sometimes to yourself you know like we will be okay i promise you know but i think i think she likes i'm gonna give you my i'm gonna give you my mom's phone number if you can just like text her just text her that yeah i will i will i mean maybe it's an italian thing my mom my mom's maiden name is capriati so she grew up in a very italian household so i don't know it's it. It's it's a stereotype for a reason. My mom loves to compare herself to the the mother from Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> and she like she she views it as like the most positive thing. She's like, I'm gonna be just like Marie Barone. That's like I, that's who I am. And I'm like, yeah, but you realize like like we laugh at her because like that character is like really funny, but that it's you know it's overbearing. Right. Like, oh no, but I'm the good kind. I'm the good part of Marie Barone. Like okay. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm the positive parts of being overbearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have siblings, Chris? I do. I have an older brother, and we're just about six years apart. So he was always like more of a role model to me than like an actual, you know, fight with your brother kind of thing. Like all the kids in the neighborhood, like they were always at odds with their siblings and like I just I feel so grateful that I never really had that at all like he would even go as far as like when he had friends over you know and these are kids in high school and I'm like 12 you know and he would have us come me come down into the basement and we'd hang out and we'd play and like it just like in hindsight it meant so much to me that I had that I think on one hand just like building a strong relationship with my brother and having like another male figure to look up to but also just like being around like older people or or even as like a kid like being around teenagers or a 20 year old like always having like something more to achieve or like look toward or like you know want to be like I'm always like it always gave me like a sight to see you know and so like sort of when I got into theater and started working professionally in theater and I was always around like all these older people 
it, it always made me think about like my brother because a lot of them would be like my brother's age or like maybe even older than my brother. And I was just like, whoa, I get to be around like all these older people and just like it always gave me something to learn and like grow towards, I guess, which is not something I ever really thought about. But like, yeah, I, I think it was extremely valuable. Did you have a similar experience? Because I've always, you know, the, the stereotypes where the only child is like always around adults or something, you know? Yeah. I was lucky because when, like, growing up, I lived on a block that had a lot of kids who were the same age as me, so I had a lot of, like, friends from my neighborhood, which was great, and then it wasn't until, like, I, you know, my wife and I had this conversation before, and Kate said to me, she was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I grew up, I had my sister, but, like, I didn't really have any, like, friends unless I went to school with them, so it was nice, because I had my school friends, but then I had, like, my friends from home, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I had an older cousin, my cousin Johnny was like the old, the eldest of all of us, so I kind of looked up to him a lot growing up. Okay. And you know, my parents are both one of four siblings. Oh wow! And all of my aunts and uncles have like three kids. Wow! So I grew up with a ton of cousins, which was great because you know I didn't have brothers or sisters, but I still was part of a big family, which was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, I was I was sort of the opposite in that way, like. My core family was super tight, but I didn't really know anybody on my dad's side of the family, and he had a very small family. And on my mom's side, she has two sisters and a brother, but only one of them has a kid, has one kid. So I only grew up with one cousin, and like family dinners were so small, but it was like I always sort of prided myself on that. I'm not sure why, you know, comparatively to bigger families, but I just, I loved having that small knit family. And then, of course, Kristen has like, 20,000 people <laughs> related to her in some way <laughs> so that I got my big family finally and yeah I I didn't realize how lucky I was to grow up with all these kids that were not even not just close to me in age but like actually born in the same year like we went through school together as kids and like naturally they just became my best friends I would spend all day every day with them like I can remember especially in elementary school like a few kids I had like four classes with you know what I mean and then we'd spend all our time after school together and like oh I miss being a kid <laughs> me back when, like the biggest problem was like my social studies homework like <laughs> that like now I'm like oh the con ed bill's coming and, and I just like take me back it was great yeah dude yeah like, my bike didn't need gas like yeah. I didn't need insurance for my bicycle like Everything was fine. Like, yes. the room and board was great. Like, yes. the food my mom cooked was awesome. Oh. And, like, it was easy. And I didn't have to do the dishes, like, for the first two years, which was great. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I am so with you. Like, obviously, getting older, I, I actually enjoy it. I don't know how you feel. Like, I just turned 29 this month, and, like, there's such a stigma against, like, 30 and over the hill and all this stuff. I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, to me, I'm like, let's go. I'm like, ready to go so it's funny you said this because as well as being an actor i'm also a photographer and i recently took headshots of a young actor who's 16 years old <sighs> and he asked me how old i was and when i told him that i'm turning 32 in a, in a month he said wow you look great for someone who's so old <laughs> and I went, oh, well, <laughs> really stings Thinking that each year 
you become more of the person you're meant to be because you learn more about yourself. And the negative stigma that we have about age is really silly because each year we're becoming more of who we're meant to be. So that has kind of gotten me through it. Yeah. Yes. 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 So that's where I, that, that's the cloud I'm sitting on right now. Yeah. That, that's a that's a solid cloud I think because like it's so real and I also feel like it's so easy to like think about all the stuff that you haven't done and like haven't yet achieved or, or whatever, but when I really think back and think about all the stuff that has happened to me and that I've accomplished and the places I've been and the things I've done over these years, like it's been a full life. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't just wake up and I'm almost 30 and like, where did my life go? You know what I mean? So like, I'm happy that the time is passing in a sort of fulfilling way because like, all the better. Yeah, it's just like you get more opportunities to do more and like you learn more about yourself and just like even the fact that we can sit here and reflect on what it was like when we were being idiots as kids because I was the same way, like just stupid shit. Like it's just like it's so great and I'm, I'm glad that I don't have that – I that I didn't have that sort of pressure. You know what I mean? I feel like people that are young now like have this pressure and I feel the pressure now. You know what I mean? Like – in terms of feeling like I always got to get more shit done and like that I'm, you know, not amounting to enough. But like, (laughs) I honestly feel like I'm more capable than I ever have been. And I don't know if that's the point or if that's just... It's got to be, right? I'm like, it's got to... Eventually, it's got to sink in that like, we're enough. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think just like really anything, it's really just the, the repetition of it, the consistent thought of like, you got to convince yourself of that every single day or most days because otherwise it's you're not going to build the habit. And like I'm saying you, but really, I mean me, like I, I, I got to do that, you know what I mean? Like and, and that's been probably the most difficult thing about this time because – there's no like outside validation you know there's not even like oh i got the call back like i feel good about myself you know it's none of that it all has to come from within yeah and i think that's gonna be like that is at least for me has been like the biggest challenge during the pandemic is like there is no yardstick for success right now yeah it it is really just all about self-evaluation and like it sounds like so tacky like we're in a Hallmark movie but it's like finding the success in every single day like, yes what did I do today that helped me be a better person that you know and it's like little things like what did I realize about myself today that I didn't really know yesterday like you know, where can I have more patience where am I doing a good job understanding and relating to people and I think the past year has been and for so many people if you see on social media it's like everybody's talking about self-reflection and you know self-growth and and the pandemic has obviously come with a slew of challenges like for for everybody and it's affected everybody differently and at the end of the day it has affected us all the same because we're all kind of isolated yeah so there's been a lot of opportunity i know for me to try to differ my measurement of success yeah um, which is helpful because you know prior to this and, and as New Yorkers we're like go 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 you know gotta make rent gotta get the call back gotta book this job gotta do this gotta get here gotta get to the restaurant by this time and when do we ever really have time to like sit and say like oh okay this is what's going on with me so in a lot of ways you know that's the 2020 has been all about finding the silver linings so like that is a solid silver lining that I'm trying to highlight yeah and how how incredible that towards the end of the year, you know, you're gifted this child literally to absolutely slow you down and take you out of all that nonsense and just focus like right on that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. What has been great is I started, I started with a blog and I started like an Instagram account and a website called Dad Dose, and it's all about like documenting my journey through fatherhood. And it is solely out of a lack of creative outlets because the pandemic is shut down. <laughs> so, and I fully acknowledge that. So, <laughs> I feel um, you. It started as like ways I was like helping Caitlin during pregnancy and like fun mocktails I was making for her. But now it is evolving to connecting with so many parents all, all over the world. Like wow. I'm chatting with dads from the UK and from Ireland and. The parenting community is the most supportive community that I've ever been privileged to be a part of because 
the struggle is so real. Wow. So, like, it is hard. Especially, like, we're two months in. It is just now starting to, like, get a little easier. Uh-huh. Um, because you're kind of just so sleep-deprived that you can't think. And everybody tells you, like, oh, enjoy your sleep. You'll never sleep again. You're like, oh, ha-ha, yeah, no, I get it. Like, I watch movies, I get it. I'm like, no, they are not kidding. All the times I rolled my eyes and laughed, I want to punch myself in the face because I miss sleeping so much. Like, the things I miss, like, theater at the top, like, sleeping right underneath it. Um, So, I mean, it definitely has its challenges, but eventually, like you just kind of like stop questioning yourself yeah and i think the second i stopped questioning myself is kind of when dean settled down a little bit because i feel like he felt my confidence like my vibe my energy changing and i don't know it's it's in us it's like in all of us and as soon as i kind of like surrender to the fact that like even i might not always have the answers but regardless i'm doing my best to find them and that's the only thing that like we could do as parents is like do our best to find the answers and what's been wonderful about connecting with so many people is like that theory is universal it is like literally like love your kid give them the attention they deserve and like that never ever changes (laughs) the big thing that everybody's been telling me and i'm like very like anxious about it changing but it's like as soon as you get the hang of it they're gonna change and then you have to like shift gears and like change your schedule but in my head, I'm like, oh, well, I'm aware of this is going to happen. So I'm yeah. like gearing myself up. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, let's, let's go. Like, when is it going to happen? <laughs> but yeah, like, just like, well, like, and it is, dude, it is unlike any feeling I ever had. It is, it's terrifying and wonderful and rewarding and exhausting, like, all at the same time. It is like a flood of every emotion possible, but it is the most special thing i'm like just so incredibly happy and proud and so proud of my wife dude what they do is insane it is wild so like i told kate i was like whatever you want forever as if like that wasn't already happening like it's happening now yes watching what you did like what an absolute warrior because it is brutal i i truly anybody i remember like i wrote a blog post about like labor and delivery and i was raised like treating you have to treat women equal they are equal to you like i grew up very close with my mother and like it was very much like no like anything that a man could do a woman could do as well and I feel like I was, like, sadly mistaken because I'm like, let's not treat them equal. Let's just treat them better. Yes. Like, let's just go ahead. Let's just, like, if I couldn't do what she did, there'd be no population left. Like, we wouldn't be able to handle it. So, like, let's just go ahead and treat them better because they they deserve it. Yes, 100%. I, I like, and I, I really do think it was probably because of my mother as well. Like, her being such a strong, confident, loving too loving creature you know what i mean like that i was like okay like this is what i need to hold every woman in this light right yeah yeah absolutely there are two type of people who i feel like i have met there are people who are like you're a dad congratulations this is really incredible and then there's the people who are like oh you're a dad like your life is over (laughs) and like there are those two people and they're the same two people who are like, and I'm sure you experience this because, like, you're a newlywed as well, but they're the same people who, like, you're like, I'm engaged. And they'd be like, oh, good luck. <laughs> it's like, oh, awesome. Thanks, man. Awesome. Sweet. So those two people evolve into, like, either, like, baby lovers or baby haters. Yeah. And when I was, my biggest fear prior to becoming a father, like, I wasn't, you know, necessarily concerned about like being a caretaker or being nurturing or doing anything that and it's it sounds like it sounds mildly selfish but i i of course you you get you get you get you know how much of my life is going to change obviously like so much of my time is going to be given to someone else now you know am i willing to sacrifice going on a vacation or or going out to dinner or seeing friends or x y and z and it wasn't until recently that i realized that it doesn't like necessarily mean that that's what happens. I I work in Arizona Broadway Theater as much as I can because they're so wonderful out there. And I met a family out there who has become like a voice of reason for so many things in my life. And I 
remember sitting at their kitchen table one morning talking about, this was way before Caitlin and I had even started trying to have kids, and we were talking about being a family and, you know, me being an actor and saying, well, you know, what's going to be hard when I have kids because I'm not going to be able to leave as much and I'm not going to be able to, to work and do what I love to do so much because it requires so much of my focus and attention. And they said, your life only has to change if you allow it to. Your life, you can build, you find time, you find room, you find energy to do all the things that you want to do because the energy that you give the baby, you don't know what it is yet. It just kind of appears. And it gave me this weird comfort of knowing that just because I'm becoming a father, I wouldn't necessarily lose myself. And it sounds so silly, but... You know, like you watch movies and you watch friends and you, you see stuff and you're like, oh my God, they have a kid and like now their whole life is their kid. But at the end of the day, I can still be an actor. I can still take a contract. Whether I want to, whether I want to now leave as frequently is different. But at the end of the day, I am confident in the partner I have in Kate and the support team I have with my family and my friends that I don't have to like turn my life off. Right. You know, right. we can go on vacation if we, and like obviously this is all like without the pandemic. Yes, of, of course, of course. But our life doesn't have to, we're a family. We're not just parents, like we're a family. And a family consists of friends and coworkers and so many people that doesn't have to turn off. That was definitely like a huge concern of mine. So like, yes, I feel like life just like goes on. You kind of just have these extra feelings that that help you. Wow, like uh, fuel you so in a way. It's yeah, just saying it. I don't think I've had these thoughts come out of my mouth. They've only been in my head. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. But dude, it is it's the strangest, most wonderful thing. And yeah, life goes on because you just you figure it out. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I thank you for saying that. I, I just, it resonates with me so deeply because like, that's probably the biggest thought that I have when I think about being a father is like, you know, I have seen other people where just their kid is their life and that's it. Like, and and it's just like, it doesn't even matter what they want to do. It's over, you know, but I, you're right. It's the same sort of people too, that are like 30 and over the hill. You know what I mean? Like, Yes. Do away with that. You yes. know what I mean? Let's like, look at the glass half full. Yes. But, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's and it's you and your partner. You're doing something that you want to do. You're building your family, and and now you you've done it. And like now, let's continue to evolve and and grow our lives and become more. And I think I love what you said about like having a kid now it's like you've been given some sort of extra mojo or something like extra like juice yeah (laughs) i don't know how to phrase it i really don't i wish i could say it more eloquently because the feelings i have about it are so strong but like you just you get some some extra judge you know (laughs) it just it it just appears some pasta for you know you know you get the pasta for you that's it you know your mother makes the marinara sauce or the gravy, and then there's a little extra energy Oh, man. Does it's your so mother good. say gravy or sauce? She she does say sauce, but my grandmother, her mother, definitely, definitely gravy. Now, see, my mother says gravy, but I say sauce, and yeah. it's like a huge problem. Oh, well. Le- you making sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're making sauce. sauce. I'm like, oh, I'm making, I'm making marinara sauce. She's like, I don't know. I never heard of that. I... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wish I had the number, but my parents have been married for X amount of years. Amazing. Um, I'm super close with my dad, definitely more recently. Uh-huh. Um, my dad was a huge sports guy, was super like macho masculine which is the opposite of me. Um, so, uh, I definitely, uh, we definitely, I wasn't the son who like sat and watched a ball game with my dad. Like I, like I was the son who like was really interested in getting like on TV if we went to the Yankee game. So I would spend like two weeks making like a super elaborate sign to hold so that like the camera would pick me up. Like that's what was my MO. Um, Meanwhile, my dad just, like, wanted to, like, bond with his son and, like, watch Dark Cheater. Um, but, 
dad's relationship with me just really changed like later in life when I just like my dad is the best provider for a family that like I can imagine it is what I aspire to be my dad has always put his family first which like how could we not want to emulate that you know yeah, what I mean absolutely like, as men as women as you know as why would we not want to be the best caretaker possible yeah so I definitely value my dad more and more each day and yeah. especially being a father yeah. um I see and I can only imagine the challenges that he faced not just like emotionally like not always having a son that you can like immediately connect to but I think about like all the sacrifices he made so that like we could go on vacation or you know um like, go out to dinner like even stuff like that like everything we talked about sacrifices earlier but I think about you know he did a lot so I guess yeah I do have a good relationship with my dad and it being a father, I'm definitely understanding him a bit more now than I did then, which is um, a really rewarding experience just because um, so I can call my dad and kind of be like, hey, like, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Sure, yeah. Like, fast forward five years from now, I'm going to get it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, is there an element, because I, I feel this is at times as well, like, you know, because I sort of had the, the same sort of parents where they, they gave everything that they had to my brother and I, you know what I mean? Pretty much, you know, and, and it never really crossed their mind that they were like sacrificing all of this. That That's just the way it was for them. Like they were going to provide for the family. They were going to take care of us, you know, make sure that we were set up for college. Like all these things that I am just forever grateful for. Is there an element that like, I feel it sometimes a little guilty, I don't know, like, I'm gonna be an actor, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, yes, and I blame our mothers for this, but <laughs> there's, yeah, absolutely, I'm like a huge 30 Rock fan, Okay. and there's an episode where Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon, is like, talking about like, growing up, and like, her degree and her mother, and she's like, oh my god, I majored in like, theater studies, like, why did you let me do that? And I think like, how it resonates so good but instead of feeling guilty which i did feel for like so long and like they're like in the back of like my little like catholic italian boy like it's, it will always be there of like course. that catholic guilt of like disappointing my family will, will always live on but um i think like how incredible for them to give us the opportunity to do what we love wholeheartedly and listen <laughs> my, my dad like I said, was always a sports fan. One day when I was like, I'm quitting the varsity baseball team because I'm going to beat Red McCormick in football. <laughs> My dad was like, what the hell is that? What's a Red McCormick? So we had our challenges. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, we had our challenges. But then I think about how happy it made me to do what I love to do and in turn how happy it was for my parents to watch their kids just be invested in something and yeah. happy with something. Yep. And I think what a testament to them, and, you know, it's hard, and like we talked about, like, measuring success, and in the back of my head, I will always feel like I need to be on Broadway because that's, like, how I will justify, like, the education that my parents helped pay for, and that's how I will justify, like, the sacrifices that they made, like, I will do it. Meanwhile, like, at the end of the day, like, I graduated high school, I graduated college 10 years ago, and I have made a career as an actor, I'm Supporting a family by being an actor like yes like of course like we all have our side hustles because like it is just the reality of the entertainment industry but I've gotten to travel the country I've gotten to meet so many incredible people like best friends like the people who are like my family by choice are people that I have met because we are performers and I've gotten to learn and connect with so many people because of our industry. Like, look, me and you, like, <laughs> we're connecting right now. Like, we're both performers. And, like, we've been chatting for I don't know how long. But, like, I already have, like, three things in my head. I'm like, oh, this has made me a better person today. Like, talk to Chris about yeah. this. Like, thinking about this. And that's great. So, like, yeah, dude. Also, I'm so sorry. I feel like you asked me one question in my brain. Dude, just, no. like, spiraling to many different places. I love it, man. I lo Let it go. Let it unravel. I'm happy, man. I... I share that sentiment of like, yes, if I was on Broadway or if I was working on a big budget film in Hollywood, like 
and my parents, then I've made it, you know, like then they'll be like, ah, oh, and I can tell my aunts and uncles like what I'm doing and they actually know. And they, I know, well, it's a theater in, in this place and I'm doing this, but he's the lead kind of, you know, it's like, it's like trying to make it seem better than it is. Like, and they have no I idea. Related. <laughs> exactly the same man but dude you know like you've already in their eyes man you've already made it you know what i mean like you're so much more than just an actor because simply because that we can have this conversation for however long and just get to know each other and i feel so warm with you and i just feel so i'm just like i I feel like we're part of the family you know what i mean like Like, that's really what it's all about, man. And, like, taking it back to what I was saying about, like, living more simplistically, like, that is sort of wrapped up in it as well in the sense that, like, we are, at the end of the day, here for, like, a a very short amount of time, like, in the grand scheme of things. And I think that our ability to connect with one another and just, like, make each other feel good and, like, feel supported and just, like, heard, that is, like a pretty great life like if that's all you did and that's all you sought you know in life like that's pretty fantastic and i i just i i'm i'm grateful for this for you man like likewise man ditto man i would be lying if i said i didn't grow up like an insecure little boy with a high voice (laughs) i definitely was and like in very, in very many ways, I'm 32 years old, and I'm still waiting for my voice to change. But <laughs> don't worry, I'll put a little effect on on the yeah, editing. Just yeah, like, out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> but I definitely was insecure growing up. I didn't like fit like the cookie cutter like stereotype for like really anything. Like, I played baseball. Like, I was good at sports. Like, but I wasn't like a jock. And yep. I loved theater and I loved to sing and perform. But like. I didn't, like, grow up worshipping Bernadette Peters. Yep, like, yep. Like, yeah. mistakenly, because she's wonderful and, like, what an idol. But, like, that that also wasn't me. Right. So I kind of, like, had to eventually just accept the fact that, like, this is who I am and, and that's enough. And my, you know, my, my relationship with my mom definitely helped because, you know, she raised me to be a super strong person who is self-sufficient and can take care of themselves and, you know, sees value in, in everyone and is kind to people and eventually I just accept the fact that like this is me and like this yeah. is who I am and I'm really looking forward to like raising children and to instill in them like the message of whoever you are, whoever you want to be is enough and I also think like I think about like all the movies like we grew up watching how it was like cool to be a mean girl like you right know I mean? like right. it was like that like super tatty like mean girl mentality and I think now and like even like watching stuff recently how like obviously like mean girls in high school and like will always exist but it's it's different it's like not as cool to be mean anymore yes um, yes prior to the pandemic I was working at a youth theater on Staten Island and teaching like young kids about about acting and the class was so diverse and watching these like kids who were like in elementary school who were like old enough to like you know like be people and like have their sensibilities about them just like allow their inhibitions to go and just accept each other for who they are and I just think back I was like god like I wasn't like that in elementary school I was so like insecure about myself like it took me a long time to be super comfortable with who I am as a person and I'm grateful for the length it took because it really it makes me secure in myself yeah and if it wasn't for that I don't know if I'd be fortunate to have like the people who I have around me um yeah like my wife is uh, like an absolute all-star like she's my best friend and I couldn't imagine doing life without her and I'm surrounded by so many incredible friends who I don't think would put up with me if I didn't have my shit together or return that love to them you know yeah and it's it's just great but I I mean listen for what it's worth I definitely struggled I'm happy with who I am as a person and I'm really looking forward to like raising kids and letting them know that you know they don't have to fit any kind of like cookie cutter mold that they can all be diversity is a wonderful wonderful thing and being a multifaceted person is 
incredible. That's 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 it, man. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful message, and you're going to be such a good dad, man. I mean, no doubt about it. And 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 your wife, you've been together for a long time. We've been together for a long time. So Caitlin and I met when we were in um, seventh and eighth grade. I was an eighth grader. She was a seventh grader, and we were doing a production of Gypsy. Good old gypsy, and I was like super into her, and she was not super into me. And I did the whole thing where you're like, go talk to their best friend, like tell them that like you think they're there, you think they're cute, but like it was like hot, like you thought everybody was hot. And Caitlin said that I was ugly with an okay personality. <laughs> like how how dare you? I have a great personality. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, come on. So, um, <laughs> and, and it is a, it is like the infamous quote of our relationship that like our friends make fun of. Like it was in both of our wedding vows, oh. but it wasn't until we started dating like towards the end of high school and dated through high school. We dated through college, wow. took a little bit of time away from each other and left it up to the universe and, you know, gave each other some time to grow as individuals because like simply because we were dating as kids. Yeah. And then we found our way back to one another, and, like, now we're parents. Yeah. (laughs) And she still thinks you have an okay personality. And, like, I talked to her, and she was like, I was wrong about your personality. And I'm like, Caitlin, we're wrong about everything. Come on. Wow. She's a keeper. She's she is simply the best. She's my best friend. She is the most supportive person. I mean, to like give birth, it was like a complicated labor, and then for like a month later to tell me like while she's holding a newborn, like, hey, like I know that you're itching to perform. I can like see it. I know that the pandemic has been hard on like every actor because that outlet is gone, and like I just want to let you know, like. If you want to go take a contract, the second you can, you don't have to worry about me or this baby. Like, we will figure it out. And I just think, like, uh, uh, wow. Like, wow. how lucky am I like, yeah. to have somebody who <laughs> is just so wholeheartedly invested in making their partner happy? Yeah. It is. I just, I'm the luckiest person in the world. I just, I just love her so much. I, I share that completely. I feel you. I, I... But also, like, and for you guys, like, what an incredible, like, milestone to accomplish as, like, a couple. Like, even to just have, like, the security in your partner to know, like, obviously, like, logistics are crazy right now for, for all, everybody in the entertainment industry. But, like, to say, like, oh, like, I can have a baby with this person. Like, <laughs> I can, I could be a, I could be a parent with this person. I feel so confident now. Like, that's, a, that's incredible. Like, that's you. amazing. It is crazy. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> It's great though, man, and I, I'm sure that you feel this way too at this point. But like, there's just no doubt in my mind that this is the right move. Like, we did the right thing. We did the right thing by getting married. And you know, obviously, I don't have a crystal ball, but like, it just feels like the right move. And like, I often strive to feel that secure and confident in all the decisions that I make. You know what I mean? Because with Kristen, being with her, it's just no question. Just no question. And if I could sort of operate my life that way and not sort of second guess or doubt myself or anything like that, wow, I'd be untouchable. I mean, I mean like, I'd be unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's so nice to like, it's so nice to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, to hear people just like, talk about loving each other yes yes man. yeah and you know man I, i'm so appreciative you have no idea how appreciative i am of this conversation because like today has been sort of like a weird day like i've been in a fog and like obviously this was a new experience and i was a little nervous too and just like i don't know man like what else is there than to just like accept each other and love each other and just support each other and like i feel that even from you like and 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 that's the beauty of it like it doesn't it doesn't have to be like on a romantic level like love is is like more vast than that you know what i mean yeah yeah and you totally just changed my you just changed my day oh well dude and like the feeling is so mutual and i just think like it's support like it's just 
support <laughs> and and like why is that such a foreign concept for so many people do you know what i mean like yeah and it's like listen i'm not going to pretend that i know everything about like the world and relationships and being a dad i am very much in the dark for a lot of things but like i do know one thing that like it's so much easier just to support people yes it's like in in every day like when you get your coffee and it's taking too long like that person's probably going through it yes just like chill just breathe yes but, yes yeah so I'm, I'm super grateful for this as well dude i just think like you know think about like how much like we filter like what we say this conversation aside because like I feel like I'm just like rambling about yeah. it. but like if I can filter like what comes in as opposed to like what goes out how much more healthy is that for me and by like in turn helping myself like how I can help others and I think that's like another like weird like 2020 silver lining where it's like hey you know what like even if some bullshit comes in I'm gonna acknowledge the fact that it's bullshit I'm just gonna like kind of like let it go as opposed to letting it consume me which for like so long and like i think it like it goes it like relates to being an actor and like questioning everything and like questioning oh like i'm walking in the room and saying hello and saying my name like oh did i do that right like you know what i mean like yeah i think about like how long i worried about slating and how stupid that was and i need to apply that to like so many other things you know it's impossible to deal with positive people 100 percent of the time like it's just like not realistic so, you know, finding ways to filter the negativity and, you know, see if there's anything to gain from it and taking those little, like, grains out and then just getting rid of the rest of it is, like, what I'm trying so desperately to, like, have just become second nature because it's just not who I was for so long. I used to be consumed by so much of the, the doubt and the negativity. And now, especially, like, having a baby, not that, like, that changes, like, too many things, but my time is, like, you know, the time that I have, I, I want to make sure I fill it with positivity and with you know people who are positive and all that fun stuff wow. another ramble another tangent no that was a and good one this, though i'm really excited about like this i feel like we bonded so much yes but like we have like when we meet it's gonna be weird because i'm just gonna give it a big hug so like, yes it's not being able to connect with people during covid has been a struggle i'm sure we can all relate but like this is such a wonderful thing to do so thank you for doing this and like listening to your podcast and like seeing the way you're connecting with so many people and making us aware of so many other wonderful people in not just new york but like all, all over the place it's really wonderful what you're doing chris so thank you i so. appreciate it and I'm, and I'm honored to be a part of it so thank you thank you it was absolutely my pleasure and thank you so much again and i hope you have a wonderful night and let's let's catch up again very soon sounds good my friend i'll talk to you soon Sharing feet.